Good morning, you are listening to Josh Speaks, and I want to talk about homophobia a little bit this morning. We all know that phobia is a fear of things. It could be anything. But who would have known that people will really be out here scared of gay men? And to me, I find being growing up black and gay, and I gotta say black first because at the end of the day, we don't understand the impact that gay people, we've always been here. We've always been here. It hasn't always been out, but we've always been here. Bayard Rustin, for example, in memory of Black History Month, Bayard Rustin is a black African-American and gay civil activist rights leader. He was a close advisor to Martin Luther King, which I found really interesting. And ladies and gentlemen, you can get this information um, off of Stanford University. They have a Martin Luther King research and educational um, column where they have different, they have an encyclopedia full of different, you know, civil rights, activism, and different people who made a difference in our community. So you can always go back and trace everything that I'm speaking about ever. Rustin was gay. And it's just interesting to me. He did a lot of other things. He was a he was a great man. But I'm mentioning him because this is something that we don't really speak about. The greatness that is embedded within the gay community. It's so negative from religious views to sexual views. It's something that's extremely negative. But to me, that would have to start with the stigma of AIDS. The AIDS epidemic shook the world up in the 1980s through the 90s and still now. You know, my mother who, you know, she was very worried. You know, that's the first thing she could think about. Like, oh, like, why are you getting thin? Do you have the bug? This, that, and the third. And I'm like, no, even I don't have HIV. Not saying that there's anything wrong with people who do. There are multiple and a plethora of resources out to educate yourself on how to protect yourself even if you do have the virus to be able to be healthy and you know strengthened and strong but what i'm saying is not everybody that's gay have aids not everybody that's gay is flamboyant there's all gay comes in different shapes just like black that's what i don't understand about the black community just in general We want our voices to be heard and we're speaking to white people saying, listen to us, listen to us, but then it'll turn to a gay male and then you'll stick your nose up or even someone that's trans when at the end of the day, it's all about minding your business. That's really what the hell it's all about. Bayard Rustin, if it wasn't for people like him being with Martin Luther King, marching with him, speaking up and realizing that The way that these people are treating us, it's just wrong. And he damn sure did not do that just for people of our, in the same community to just turn around and do the same thing. But it's the hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy that I've been seeing from at a very early age, from family members to just guys on the street calling me a faggot and this and that. And what did I ever do to you? What did I ever do to y'all? I'm not even worrying about y'all. I'm walking, I'm dressing, doing my thing, but yet you have an attitude. To me, that's that's phobia. That's home. You're scared 
about something that either is internal within you or you're scared about how gay men have sex. Or are you really even scared? Because the thing is, there's a lot of people that are committing these crimes towards gay people and this and that. When in all actuality, internally, it's something that you would like to dib and dab in. And that you're not being 100% honest with yourself about. But with the AIDS epidemic, we have to look at how when a society and a system tells us and gives us certain information, how that affects us and impact us. Look at how the impact, the institutionalized racist impact of just being black. Look at how that has fueled our society. Oh, these black people, they're nothing but ghetto. They're scary. They're violent. This, that, and the third. Look at how that stigma is still on us. But look at how we turn around and flip it on gay people as well, too. It really doesn't make any sense. And... Dr. Umar Johnson, he's in civil, he's more of a new, I would say, civil activist rights leader. He speaks alive. If you don't know who he is, you can YouTube him, you can look him up. And I respect a lot of his work just being a black man. He talks a lot of real shit. But the thing that I don't agree with, he just doesn't, to me, from the one from one of the videos that I watched from him, he just doesn't see at all how you know, being black and being gay can be tied into the same view as being black. He doesn't understand how a gay person could say that the black movement are are pretty much the same. And I don't see how he can't see it. It's ever so easy to see. I understand that it's like we didn't, you know, choose our skin of color. That's mainly his argument. But my argument is as being a gay person and being told all the time, it's a choice. It's a choice when it's really not. You can't choose who you're attracted to. At the end of the day, nobody's asking young heterosexual men. Oh, why are you? Why did you become attracted to that little girl? No, it's just something that happens. And if you don't under, again, there's so much research. I'm not going to sit here and prove because the thing that what people don't understand is about me. I love knowledge. I love history. And I can have a debate. I can be very debatable, but I'm not debating things like that. You're not gay. You don't understand. There's nothing for me to talk to you about. I don't need to sit here and argue with you about my attraction to the same sex and it's not my, that's where people get it mixed up it's not my attracted attraction to every man walking down the damn street but my attraction to men in general i can't i don't think i can say the same about heterosexual men i can't say that it's the same because some of them i can't i was going to say some do heterosexual men like every single female that they see which, in all actuality, I know that's not the truth. So, it's that ignorance. It's this picture that it's like, we're just not humans. We're just not here. The things that just, it just doesn't apply to us. That's what's called a heuristic. Guys, this information is brought by ThoughtCo. I've taken several psychology courses on certain different things. And one of the one of the theories that... And one of the people that pops up often is the gestalt theory. It's a form of psychology that pretty much it has three heuristics, which are pretty much stereotypes. Us as humans, the way that we view things and the ways that the processes of our decision making, 
it all stems from about three heuristics. The one that I'm going to touch on today is pretty much the, the representative heuristic. The representative heuristic pretty much allows humankind and people to judge the likelihood of something or an event based on their categorizing situation. We all do it. You can't lie. We all do it. But at, the, at some point, we have to snap out of it because at the end of the day, our brains are always going to try to categorize, oh, well, this person looks like this, so they must be this same type of person. No, that's not the case at all. You cannot say just because you saw a flamboyant and feminine, and that's another thing. People don't know their definitions. It's all fueled by ignorance. You got to do your homework because with me, you're going to be embarrassed because I'm going to read you. And with the physicality, I don't deal with the violence. I have dealt with it before. I've Yes, I've had to physically fight for my sexual orientation, and I'll do it. I will because you're not going to talk to me crazy You for you to think you're going to put your hands on me over something that has nothing to do with you. You got another thing coming. But it's this idea. And with that, I'm mainly talking about black men. It's sick that it's the men within my community. At the end of the day, when I go to these rallies and protests, I'm fighting for everybody. I'm rallying and protesting because there was a time that I couldn't do that. If I was born in another time and some of my ancestors couldn't do it, that's why I do it. But when I do do it, I'm doing it for all of us. But unfortunately, it seems like some black people only say things that apply to them in certain moments. But again, guys, we have to educate ourselves. Gender roles are the main reason why we feel this way. Men can do this. Women can't. A man is supposed to be like this. Guys, the thing is about gender roles that I found interesting, think about it. When you're at a baby shower, they're already mapping everything out. The football, the princess tiara, and the pink for a girl, and the blue, and a football for a boy. How do you know that that's going to be your child? How do you know that that is a gender role, folks? That is a gender role. You're pretty much trying to align your way of thinking and things that you're, you're used to seeing and okay, boys should do this and that. But now, when all actuality, this stuff, it stems from slavery. Oh, men gotta, black men gotta be strong. We gotta be doing this. So da, da, da. So now we feel like in our community, our ditzy asses, because we don't know no better. We're just, our coon asses are just sitting back and following the role and the next role and the next role. Oh no, well, we gotta do this. And oh, well, we gotta, not knowing that at the end of the day, all of this stems from Idea old ideologies and white men at the end of the day. Eugenics. I talk about this on my Instagram. If you haven't, go follow me on Instagram at the real Langley. I talk about eugenics. It's this idea looking at older psychologists like Herbert Spencer and even some of these guys that I mentioned, Tversky, Kahneman, and even Max Wertheimer. Mary Timer, my bad, I'm sorry for pronouncing that wrong. These older white men, they believed in the idea that a black man alone, he's going to be strengthened. And they also believe that within that, 
their their offspring is going to turn out to be that way. That is not true. And for people to pinpoint that and for them to try to make it seem like that you're a man so you have to do this, you have to do that, you got to be attracted to this, to me that's another form of slavery. That's what it is to me. Yes, I'm saying that. Because you can't tell me that because I'm attracted to the same sex. And a lot of people think, again, that I'm attracted to every single male. That's why I've got so much stigma and so much backlash from straight men. Because they feel like I'm magically going to be attracted to you and want you. And truth be told, some of these guys out here like, what? What? I would never, in a million years, I would never. So it's entitlement, but that's what gets into hyper-masculinity because you're tougher than me, you're bigger than me. Guys, I really hope you're writing these terms down and not missing it. Hyper-masculinity, heuristics, and gender roles. And homophobia. Just because you see me in this light, you feel like I'm going to do this or do that, but that's a phobia that you're fearful and you're scared because you don't know what to expect. But I get it. I get it to a certain degree. I understand because we're all humans. If you haven't experienced something, if you've never been through anything, it's scary to know that, you know, oh, you know, this might be this person might do this. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm fearful. It's our fight or flight. But with that, that's a whole, like, that's bullshit a little bit because you can't possibly be scared of somebody and something that, like, come on now, at the end of the day, even, like, straight men, you feel like already gay men are weaker. So how can you be scared of somebody that you feel is inferior than you? It None of it makes sense. Homophobe, it just doesn't make sense. Stop being scared of gay people. That's the message for today. Really, I can just cut it short and say, stop being scared of, of gay people because we're not worried about you. There probably has been instances where some straight men have been hit on, but at the end of the day, move on. You wouldn't be doing that if an ugly female, not ugly, if an unattractive female said something to you, you wouldn't do all that. Say you're not interested and move along. Now, if that homosexual person say something, you know, keep continuing it on, I'm not with that. I'm not with that. I don't agree with that, and I don't think that should be the case. At the end of the day, I'm a human. I'm a sane person. If it was somebody that kept pushing their self onto me, I would say the same thing. But in a lot of cases with heterosexual men, their hyper-masculinity gets in the way. Which is, oh, like, I'm masculine. I gotta do this. Oh, I gotta punch him in his mouth because he should have never approached me. No, that's not okay. And it's sad to me that it's people that look like me. It's mainly men that look like me. Black men. You, you guys are the ones that are egging it on. I'm not saying all of you. Look at me othering and stigmatizing. But I'm not scared of nothing. I'm not scared of nobody. So... At the end of the day, I'm not going to live my life in fear. At the end of the day, you're going to be scared. And the thing is, people don't understand that what I find when it comes to homophobia, that fear turns into anger. I've had family members. I've had even people on the street, as I said before, angry for nothing, for no reason. You're mad about anything. To me, homophobia, it's, it's not something that should continue on. 
for sure. It's not something that should continue on. And to me, it's something that is very biased because also when we look at black men that I've heard a lot, it doesn't apply for lesbian women. What's that about y'all? And guys, y'all can, you know, leave it in my Facebook, leave it in um, on my Instagram. What is that about? What does, that's what I'm saying, what does this even mean? Now, some people, more conservative people, they don't care. They just don't like homosexuality in general. But a lot of hyper-masculine, just men that I've seen, and especially black gay men, from my experiences, I'm not saying that all black men in the world, but... I find that a lot of times it's the men that are like, oh, no, those fags, this, that, and the third, oh, those sissies, those punks, they're black and they're gay. But then when it turns to women in the strip club and shaking their asses and doing this and doing that and tongue kissing and the whole nine, it's a totally different story. It's viewed totally different. But even with that, guys, we got to look deeper. That plays into the gender role. Just what it means to be a woman. I feel like now that I'm talking about this and this is something that I didn't that I don't really dissect so you guys are getting this front and front line but you have to even think about that role women are viewed as weaker but that's the thing when you think about gender roles and hyper masculinity the gender role is what's in your mind assigning you to believe that this person or this sex or this gender of this person should do this but because I'm a man, I got to be strong. I can't, I, I can't be seen doing anything like that. But because she's a woman who's probably of a weaker caliber, I'm just talking, I'm thinking from a hyper-masculine mindset of a heteronormative mindset. A heterosexual man, this is how this is how most heterosexual men think. I'm cracking the code, whether people want to believe it or not. I know that I'm spitting true shit. So... These biases, if it's a man, da-da-da, but if it's a woman, this. But in all actuality, where did these biases come from? They're, they're bold to see, and how can we speak so loudly about one thing and feel some type of way about something very similar with a twist on it? But back to Umar a little bit, Dr. Umar Johnson about what I don't agree about with this whole thing about homosexuality, you know, being a choice. I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I can't, you know, I'm not the creator. I'm not God, you know. So I, I don't know. I was a baby. I don't know what my way of thinking was. So for people to keep, oh, do you think that you were born this way? I'm not necessarily going to say that. But all I know, baby, is the fact that at a very young age, I knew what I was attracted to. You have to get into attraction. At the end of the day, the gender that I am has nothing to do with my sexual orientation. And that's what we need to normalize even more. Because at the end of the day, even with these gender roles, I can be a guy going to the gym, lifting it and pumping it. I could be on the football team. We've seen it. I can do everything that a straight man, quote unquote, does and is supposed to do and still be gay. So that's where, you know, psychologically, there's an attraction. It's an attraction. It's something that it's something that you don't choose. There's people that 
you know, suicide. Suicide, you know, guys, if there's anybody's listening, because it's hard and people don't understand, even myself growing up with a lot of the backlash I got from my family. And again, people just on the streets, family don't understand that, again, being gay and black, you're getting it hard. You're getting it really hard. And again, it's not something that you choose me. You know, I'm I don't live my life on, I feel like, a super flamboyant spectrum. And as I mentioned flamboyance have nothing to do with femininity that's what people are so ignorant about you can be a flamboyant muscle head you can be a guy in a gym that's just really grunting and uh, uh in the gym and other wanting people to notice like okay i'm here I'm, that's what flamboyance is you're pretty much showing off and you're going over the top you're doing something a little excessive than normal so that's what flamboyance is. But as far as like femininity, I do have feminine aspects of my of my personality. But at the end of the day, even with that, we all do. We all have feminine. That's what makes us to who we are, whether guys want to admit it or not. We are made up of feminine and masculine energy, folks. That's just what it is. So th it's really no such thing as all of this masculinity, femininity. It's really no such thing. It's no such thing because at the end of the day, there's guys that are quote unquote, as some would view sensitive and oh, they're feminine. Oh, they and they're not gay. They're straight. So what can you really say? You're categorizing, you're boxing in. And if you're doing it, you don't know what you're talking about and you really need to evaluate your ideology. I'm telling you now. Even looking at how some black people view white people. Oh, nigger. They can't say the word nigger. At the end of the day with me, a lot of my white people know my white friends and people that I'm versatile with not even have anything to do with just Caucasians, but even like Asians. Now, I'm not going to have people going around just calling me nigger this, nigger that, da, da, da. No, you need to know your perspective, please, because historically that word... Again, and like I said, I look at history to be able to expand my knowledge on certain topics and to help me realize what's going on in my society today. But I don't use history to tell people and to be still be enslaved in that mindset. So I'm a cool individual. I'll even it's to the extreme where there has been white people around me that have said nigga and I'll let them slide at the end of the day if you're singing a song you know I think that we can call it a pass a little bit we can call that a pass but I mean not only just a pass at the end of the day I don't think that I would really truly like I mean it could get a little physical i feel like if i had like a white person like in my face da -da, calling me calling me calling me a nigger to my face because at the end of the day it's just super disrespectful and at the end of the day i don't have time to go back and forth and like call a white person a honky or this or that i don't have time for that so at the end of the day if it's a white person coming to me with that type of energy something yeah you yeah that's just too over overboard and you know that you're wrong, especially with us living in the times that we are today. So that would be one thing. But at the end of the day, like I said, I've been in conversation with white people that have mentioned nigger and nigger and just didn't say not, not not nigger, but like nigger. At the end of the day, I do feel like the word nigger, it's a turn. It's a it's slang at this point. Everybody's saying it in rap songs. Women are singing it, saying saying it. 
white rappers are singing so at this point i understand with me again looking at it i get it times have changed culture have changed so i'm not going to be a super stifler like that but at the same time black people we can be very biased because of that fact because you know and i'm not talking about the fact that we call each other nigga because with that yes i am going to say i do feel like it's terms of endearment it it doesn't a racist white person saying it it does not have the same effect as me talking to my friend regardless it doesn't matter some things are for people to just not understand that's what i'm learning about in life so if you're a white person that's listening and then just that just can still not understand like i said with me you might be able to get away with it depending on what we're talking about in certain circumstances but at the same time i'm not necessarily saying that that specific white person is the one that made this all what it is today i'm not stupid enough to believe that but just from an ancestral point of view unfortunately caucasian and european descendants and ancestors it came from a really bad place so with that being said my community my culture yes it's more acceptable just like it's more acceptable for Caucasians to do certain things, that that's just the God on, that's just the truth. And for black people to not. But a lot of times black people kill me when it's like the bias. The bias of, oh, well, you know, we can do this as far as even black on black crime. Let's say that that's something that really get me. And at the end of the day there, you know, some people will say there's no such thing. White on white crime. That's prevalent. And I get it. But I'm talking about let's just talk about the idea of wanting to stop wanting police to stop doing what they're doing. Forget what white people are doing. I'm not talking about them right now. That's not I love everybody, but at the end of the day, that's not my community. That's not my culture. I can't identify with that. So, but what I can identify is at the end of the, with black people saying this, saying that, oh, I feel like this. And trust me, I'm not signaling anybody out, but I have seen a lot just from the years on media and certain people that actually go to protests and rallies but will still degrade and belittle and not only just because people don't understand from more of a spiritual concept and killing has nothing not nothing but killing has more to do with cursing than the actual physical aspect of it so with people thinking that they're not killing anybody as far as black on black crime and me i'm succumbed to this but when you kill your neighbor with the things that you say that's killing them as well too folks but i'm talking about the physical aspect of it us killing each other some people out here killing other black people how can you really say that you care about you know un your own community and your race and yet you're doing nothing better I get it, everybody. It's an everyday process. You have to work on yourself daily and things like biases, stereotypes, heuristics. Guys, these are things that it's not going to happen overnight. But as far as with homophobia, you have to open up your mind. You have to, you have, you can't categorize or stereotype 
one person based upon what you know. You might have seen, that's the thing that kills me. Yeah, you might have seen somebody that was gay and that was maybe a bum or homeless or just something somebody that wasn't your cup of tea because let's let's be honest we're humans i'm not out here you know we all need to be unified but i we're humans not everybody's gonna like everybody and that's just the the fact of the matter but my thing is i just want to make sure that people are out here not liking people based upon small shit like skin color and sexual orientation because again at the end of the day how i'm having sex has nothing to do with you that's really what it is people are scared at this notion that it's like, oh my god like what are they doing how do they do it i've had straight men come up to me and ask me that they were more so the coolest straight men but there are some straight men that like want to know but then they're really impudent about it, which means rude. They're really rude about it. They're really vulgar about it. They want to cuss you out. They want to go back and forth. At the end of the day, I'm not here for that. I have nothing to explain as far as the sexual aspect of it. I'm not going to get into that. If that's what your phobia is about, you need to get over it. And that goes for anybody, family member, because that's what it is. But then you already know people are going to get into, oh, well, the religious people will say, oh, I'm just concerned about where your soul will end up. This would never be if God never wanted this to be something you have to just people have to just really think it would never be a thing who you're attracted to. Everybody has their preference. Nobody can go up to a straight guy and be like, you like bigger bone women. You shouldn't do that. It's what that person is attracted to. And as far as same-sex attraction, again, a lot of people get it confused with men liking a certain type of having because people think that we don't have preferences either. Like, who do you think we are? Do you think we're out here just doing anything? I mean, some people are, but even with that idea, even if you know a gay man that is just doing anything to anybody... There's women that do that. Straight men, straight black men specifically, that's all I've ever known. That's what hypermasculinity is about. Men, straight men being able to do and sleep with whoever they want and not get stigmatized for it. So at the end of the day, whoop de do. You feel some type of way and you think that it's nasty because a gay person is doing this and that. But I think it's nasty when you sleep around and have a million children and don't take care of them. Everybody's going to have something to say about somebody, but these phobias and these fears and these stereotypes, guys, we have to work on them daily. We have to work on them daily and we have to do our research. See you guys next time.